You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my two friends, Petra Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're going to talk about something that you've probably seen in your dog before or noticed, might not understand that there's actually a thing, a term, (laughs) defining it, but that is oppositional reflex. And this is most commonly seen when you go to take your dog for a walk and he pulls ahead of you and he's pulling hard on the leash. That hard pull against restraint is what's referred to as oppositional reflex. But before we get into it too much, let's talk about that term. Oppositional reflex isn't actually a reflex in the in the scientific meaning of the word. But and we'll we'll explain that a little bit, but we're going to use that term or what we like even better, oppositional response because that is the commonly used term. Sometimes when you're talking about things whether there be behavior or or anything else, the commonly used term isn't completely correct but we're going to use it because that's what people understand. So let's talk a little bit about what is a reflex. Well, a reflex is an automatic response by the body to some stimulus. The doctor takes that little hammer and hits your knee and your foot kicks out. Right. And so one of the things about this not being a reflex is it's not 100% in all dogs. Right. So it's not just nerve response. And it can be trained, a dog can be trained not to do it. Right. So except for some people that have learned to train themselves to change their heart rate and stuff, heart rate and breathing and responses to pain. Sure. A reflex cannot be trained out. Whereas we do that all the time with dogs pulling on the leash. So a reflex is just an automatic response, something that happens, you don't think about it. Common one, you find that... Um, tickle spot. And the dog kicks. And the dog's kicks, or the yeah, mm-hmm. legs move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one that everyone's very familiar with. Right. So even though we'll continue to use this because it is the common, commonly understood term, if one would want to be correct, it would be more likely oppositional response. Even then, it's not in all dogs. There is a, a blogger who likes to be very scientific about her dog training, and, and she brought up when I saw the oppositional reflex, I went, oh, I know what it is. And then I'm reading going, oh, well, maybe not. Because other trainers, professional and amateur. Amateur? That's not right. They're own dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. They've been chiming in on what they thought it meant. Uh, okay. So things that people were pointing out is to say oppositional 
All it means is that if you pull on a dog, they pull away in the opposite direction. Of course, also, if you increase pushing on a dog, most dogs push into you. Right. So it or turns such out, as with horses, unless they've been taught to do the opposite. To you push on a horse, many times they'll push back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's a lot of animal to push one, back. One trainer said that she'd actually been explaining it to her classes as push me, pull you. Oh, yeah. That's her term instead right. of oppositional reflex. Sure. So, But another person said they don't like oppositional because it sounds like the dog is just fighting with you. You know, they're in opposition to you when it's not... It's more like opposite. Mm. Yes. So um, there's all sorts of suggestions, innate response, which is true, but that covers such a wide variety of responses. Pressure response is one I liked. Yeah. Whether it's a pressure to pull on the dog or a pressure to push on the dog. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that one. Pressure response myself. Opposition response. Okay, well, anyway, no matter... Ways to think about it, but oppositional reflex is what is commonly trainers known. have been calling it for years and years. Thanks right. to Pavlov, by the way. Right. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit more about what it actually is. No matter what the name is, what is it? Why do we care about it in dog training? Yeah. Well, there are times when you can use this to your benefit. So if you're in, you and your dog are into fly ball or agility, you can hold the dog back from the start line, even put pressure away from the course. And then when you release them, they're off like a rocket. Yeah, it's like you wound them up to get that extra good start. Like a slingshot. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can use that for good. Mm -hmm. I've taught most of my dogs over the years to pull a wagon, to pull a cart. And I started initially with a pulling harness and a rope and a firewood log. And teach them to lean into the harness and pull. And pull. Mm-hmm. So people that do sledding with their dogs or the urban counterpoint skijoring, is that how you say it? So skijoring is when they're pulling someone on a ski. Ah. Somebody that's skiing. Oh, but you're talking about the wheels? Oh, they... they or carts or some, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, scooters, mm-hmm. all sorts mm-hmm. of... Anyway, there are things that you want the dog to pull. Mm-hmm. So that can you can use that instinct I want to say opposition <laughs> pressure response. I'm going to start trying that out and see if I can. Yeah. Uh, pressure response in a good way, where we often see it used in a bad way in our classes. And basic obedience is someone trying to shove their dog's butt down to teach them to sit. Right. And although we ask them not to do it before they get up, still every now and then someone gets frustrated. So. The dangers are is that the dog will push back. And then hurt each other. Yeah, and it can escalate. And they can truly be in opposition that way. And then the classic, the big bugaboo, is the leash. Because teaching a puppy dog not to pull on the leash is a, it's a big issue. It's one of the major reasons that people call me for private training. Mm-hmm. Even though I try to get them into a group class. <laughs> so... There are other things that once it becomes habituated, it becomes habituated for the dog and the people. Right. How many people do we see that go, oh, that's just the way I take my dog for a walk? That's normal. That's the way it happens. Yeah, that's normal. For them, yes. Yeah. And it keeps building that that's a habit. And we see so many dogs who think that the only way they can walk 
is if the leash is tight. And if you loosen the leash, put some slack in the leash, say if, if one of us takes the dog to demonstrate, put, put slack in the leash, the dog has no idea how to respond until he moves away enough to have pressure on the leash. Right. As far as they're concerned, life is on a tight lead, which we don't want. Uh, the dangers to the dog, the dangers to the dog owner, both of them hurting themselves. And, uh, and there's no communication going on there. It's just strictly tight leash. This is how we do it. And they get lost when you put slack in the leash. And, uh, yeah, they don't. And so often we see, again, is the dog is pulling and the person's, hey, slack it up, whatever. And then the dog, there is slack in the leash for whatever reason, and the person shuts up. So there's no positive reward for the dog. To keep the slack. To, <laughs> to <laughs> not pull, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. To keep the slack. And everything exciting is beyond the leash. That smell over there under that bush. Mm-hmm. Um, or the rabbit that ran across the path 20 yards ahead. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. with my terrier, I know that I was experimenting a couple of days ago, walking just him without my old man. His preferred pace is pretty sprightly mm-hmm. you know so walking with me and my old dog really makes him go uh-huh. but when i decided i would pace him and let him step out wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got a good power I walk going there say i wish i'd had a camera <laughs> yeah here goes like, kate we <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to look at it a little bit from his point of view as, you know, I was dawdling all the time. Oh, it's not like the dog doesn't get a chance to run. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, but uh, Patriots and my dogs, their preferred motive would be very fast, very too. Fast. Yeah. But very fast. Very fast. I'm but... sorry. I couldn't do that when I was 20. Yeah. But, you know, right at that moment, <laughs> we were dawdling. <laughs> And as a side note, when I walk with Walter, who I spent a long time making sure that he would walk nicely on a leash, now that he's an old man and he's lost the vision in his one eye. And probably some in the other, too. Probably some in the other. And one is completely, the other who knows. Under a lot of circumstances on a walk now, he's starting to put just a bit of pressure on it, even if he's walking next to me. He He wants the guide dog. Yep, yep. So no, he's using the guide it. person. The guide yeah. person. So he's, <laughs> the Kate guide is person. Walter's guide, guide dog. <laughs> but it, yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm his white cane, as it were. So but he's but using that that's, that's another example of using that pressure response or whatever, mm-hmm. the oppositional reflex, is guide dogs do maintain pressure on the harness and the leash mm-hmm. to keep in constant communication with the person holding the, the handle of the harness. At a pretty good pace, too. And, and most of the time, they walk at a pretty good pace. Yeah. Yeah, because you want a definitive... When the dog is working pulling like a guide dog... You want you constant... Want definitive, com- we are going this way. Right. right. You want yeah. constant right. communication. Which is what he, my boy is starting to... And at first, I didn't understand what he was doing. And I was, uh, okay, it's a little walk around town. I'll give him a little more leash. But he still kept leaning into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went, oh, if I just kept the... Length between us constant. He would just lean into it just a little bit, just sideways. Mm-hmm. And then he actually, I could see him in the store windows, perked up his his whole demeanor, perked up. Okay, I know where you are now. Perk, perk, perk. Well, considering the fact he's lost a considerable amount of vision 
and a considerable amount of hearing. Mm-hmm. Walking down I feel. a city, yeah, walking down a city sidewalk, especially if there's other people and or dogs there, yep. is probably a little frightening. Yep. Mm-hmm. So his version of it is feeling you. Yeah, at least tight to feel where you Is are. That and ironically, I kept I kept loosening it up, and he would be like, "No, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going." So anyway, it, just knowing that it's there, mm-hmm. and then you can use it for good or mm-hmm. for evil. No, mm-hmm. not for evil, but um, know about it. So one way is to start by making the loose leash a fun, fun, rewarding event. Yes. So even if you just take three steps with the loose leash and make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The Dynavite supplement and then the Chops. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Chops free. New, improved Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E. And now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Chops Free this week at Dynavite.com. Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. One of the exercises that we use sometimes in, uh, in puppy class is when the puppy pulls ahead and tightens that leash, we have the owner back up and happy voice and treat. And when the puppy follows on the loose leash, praise and reward. All good things happen on a loose leash. Tell the puppy how wonderful. Then if he dashes past or dashes to the end of the leash again, back up again. Put that slack in the leash and praise and reward. So let's break that down. When the puppy gets to the end of the leash then that's the maximum pressure unless they really dig in. Right. And then by you backing away, you're 
superimposing the desire to follow movement. Right. That cancels out the desire to pull on the leash. Right. Right. And then you reward that. Right. So the because when the puppy's to... turning to follow you, what we do not want the owners to do is reel the leash in tight. Right. Let the puppy follow you on a loose leash. Praise. Encourage him to follow you. Have a treat. Even if you need to put the treat in front of the puppy's nose a little bit to encourage him to follow you faster or come into you faster and then reward that loose leash. <laughs> so creating with voice and treats and body movement an alternative path. Right. Mm-hmm. The path of righteousness. Right. There you go. The open and, door. And we've used it on some adult dogs in our basic class too on occasion, but, but the adult dogs sometimes aren't as eager to leave whatever smells good to follow mom or dad backwards. And we don't want it to turn it into a tug of war. So this particular exercise is better with the puppies. And knowing the temperament of the dog as any training technique has to be modified for the dog. So you get the big, I'll throw myself to the end and I don't care. And uh, gosh, the dogs will get up on their back legs and front feet flailing. Yeah. Yeah. I will pull. Mm-hmm. Um, they could care less what you're doing behind them, mm-hmm. right? You know, and mm-hmm. we'll keep pulling. So in that case, we might have to do a bit of a pop to break them out of that focus pressure response. Yeah, or <laughs> that focus reflex. Yeah. yeah, they get so caught in that one path. Okay, weird analogy. So um, if habits are like the groove on an old-fashioned record. If you just keep pulling back on the leash, then the needle stays in that same groove. And it gets deeper and deeper. Becomes a better worn path. Sometimes if you just knock the record player a little bit. pop and goes to another groove. Get the needle to play a new song. How's that? (laughs) Or get the DJ who's going. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, not my best analogy. But that's to pop them over into a new pathway, and then you've got to reward for that. So the dog, uh, we had, we started a new class um, this past Saturday, and there was a dog in the front that was anxious, and he was just wanting to climb up and sit on his dog's head, his dad's head, which is not something you want a golden retriever mix to be doing. <laughs> right, the big dog. And not only was mom and dad not able to hear what Liz was saying, but the rest of the class was getting distracted, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I asked if I could take him off to the side and work him a little bit. And they're sort of like, yes, take them. <laughs> so once he wanted to just pull me around wildly from one sense to another. I don't know what he was smelling or if he was just looking for an escape. But he was just going bang, bang, bang to all corners of the compass. And it took a while for him to start actually going, oh, wait. You're saying something, not only verbally, but also with the leash. So I wouldn't allow him to pull me, but I would reward him when he moved back in toward me. Mm-hmm. Once we had that, okay, this is how you're talking to me, then I started moving towards his folks. And if he moved out ahead of me, I moved away from his folks. So what he wanted as his reward, and I was offering him treats at this point, and he would go, don't want them. He'd take them and spit them out three feet away, just to make sure I really knew that he didn't care about that treat. So he, by this time, he really wanted to go back to mom and dad. That became the reward. But we would only get there if he would walk on a loose leash. Mm-hmm. It would be two steps forward, and then he'd bolt a pull, and I'd back up three feet. Oh. 
but we at least had a communication about it, and we were able to get within three feet before I thought, he's at his breaking point, so I let him rush the last three feet. But he that was a dog that had obviously been used to the reflex. He was banging around from, like I say, compass point to compass point, trying to find where I was going to make a drag on the line. So then he would know that would be the direction to go. Yeah, that was very similar to that big lab I was working to. Same class? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same class, but the same thing. Pull, it was everywhere. Now, he would take the treats, but it more was like, oh, it's food. Okay, thanks. No, I didn't understand that was reward. It was just food, you know. Right. But same thing. He'd, he'd go out just constantly in any which direction possible, just pull on the thing. But fortunately, we had to stop it because he did, he did hurt his mom, pull her down. You know, that's another yeah. thing. You pull so much, the owner's going to hurt, fall, break something. Hopefully not, but possibility. That's the dog happened. Neck damage, shoulder damage, arm, front bicep. Constant damage. pressure yeah. on the front of the trachea. Or, yep. or even with the no-pull harnesses. Even with the harnesses, the, right? The pressure on the shoulders, the, shoulders. the biceps. Yeah. Growth plates. Yep. I'm still trying to find the magic wand to teach people how to teach their dogs to walk nicely on a leash. It just... We tried to find one. We couldn't. I know. No, and then no, we wanted the batteries. I know. Disneyland didn't. Well, no. we're going to have to go to Hogwarts. Hogwarts. We're going to Hogwarts <laughs> next time. There we go. <laughs> that seems to be the hardest concept. And, and I don't know if this idea of sometimes I've explained up oppositional reflex or pressure response. And sometimes they haven't. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of difference. It does for me. Yeah, and I think it's foreign to a lot of people yeah. because we tend not to pull. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're holding hands with somebody, most people walk together. Unless you're a parent dragging a toddler behind, screaming, kicking, and yelling. Yeah, and then there'll be tight arms. But I can't even think of a situation where in normal daily life I would push or pull another person. It's just, it, it's not something that we do. Mm-hmm. So it's very foreign to people. Mm-hmm. And I think allowing pulling on the leash, for example, which is one of the, the worst of this type, starts so gradually. Yeah. You know, people yeah. have a puppy. He follows nicely. It's a little puppy. Pulling doesn't feel much. Oh, he starts to hit adolescence. It's so cute to watch him explore that you follow along behind. Right. Either way. Either way, both the human and the canine are starting to develop this habit. And then the habit grows and grows and grows. The dog learns, if I pull more, I get to go more. The owner may try to change it, but if they don't know how to effectively change it, then they end up just being the anchor on the end of the leash. Or, and I'm going to say those dreaded words, Uh or they use a retractable leash. Oh, dear. (sighs) (laughs) If you have listened to us to previous podcasts, you know that we are not at all fans. No, that's not the right word. We hate retractable leashes we had an incident yesterday um yeah. i was working with a client and one of our assistant trainers came and this little dog was on a retractable leash and went around the assistant trainer and i just look at her and i just said just stand there don't move as we were i just got the dog's distraction to unwind the assistant trainer's legs as a retractable as he's going around it winding her up 
Did she? And have then her and the owner was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, without okay. a dog." So I was able to get used Tango, and because uh, it was a friendly dog, and I got Tango's as a distraction and unwound. But how many? Persistent. How many people have we had have come to us and showed yes. us scars on the back of their heels? The Achilles tendon. That one yes. guy said is the Achilles tendon was cut. Yes. yes. We had a grandma who lost one of her fingers because yeah. her grandson was walking her dog on the retractable and they saw a dog coming. She wasn't sure her grandson could hit the brake on the retractable. So she reached over. The cable went around her finger and Ouch. amputated it Ouch. completely. So that's why we hate them. Um, there's maybe Dangerous. 1% reason to use them in very specific situations. situations yeah. But Minis- but not for walking Minis- down the street. Not for no. walking down the street where there's anybody else around. Yeah. yeah. And that is a case where the dog is rewarded for pulling. They pull on the leash. They get to go further and roam mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. Then, you've got a, and then you've got the dog at the very end of the flexi or the retractable. And Still you, pulling, and then what? And those little mechanisms, I've seen them bust. Well, even when they're or working, you've got to become a fisherman. Yeah. Unlock, move towards the dog. Lock it. Bring him back. Unlock, move. Yeah. yeah. Trying to reel in a, a salmon. And there's that doesn't need to be. No. A big old tuna, because the pulling's hard. <laughs> Not easy. Mm-mm. So it's bad enough. And the retractables definitely teach puppy dogs to pull. Yes, they do. We see it over and over and over and over again. And I will just say it drives me crazy to see something like a retractable put on something like a prong collar. Oh, Because yeah. there's totally different goals. You know, one to teach the dog not to pull, the other one to say, yeah, pull, it's fun. That I don't think that's fair at no, all. No, no. And psycho. Okay, I digressed. But walking nicely on a leash is not that hard. And I, people need to model it and to, to see it in their brain. Now, one thing that I have, I am happy with in class is giving them the handle end of the leash, and I wrap my hand around the clip, and I play the dog, mm-hmm. and I pull. And then I can teach them how to interrupt, and then if they don't praise me, I'll growl at them. <laughs> I've used your technique minus the growl at the moment. Minus the growl. <laughs> But I do give them an attaboy when they do a nice little. Or, and then turn it around and say, okay, now you pull away from me. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I felt you doing. Tug, tug, or just pull, right. pull. Right. And this is another way to do it. Feel the difference. So, so putting some kinetic, mm-hmm. is that the right term? Kinetic teaching muscle memory into it. That does seem to be it does. the best way. So don't allow yourself or your puppy dog to develop this bad habit. And if you do, it can still be changed. Mm-hmm. The old dog can learn new tricks. And if humans are motivated enough, they can do it too. Yeah, there, that's Agreed. my motto. There's my rah, rah, go out there and teach loose leash walking. All right, so hopefully we've given you something to think about. And the next time you take your dog for a walk, just try to watch what you're both doing. Think about it and uh, and see what you can do to make some changes. So that's it from us this time. We hope to see you again on our next podcast. Bye-bye. 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 Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. 